What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Business is Hard podcast. Over the next several days, I'm going to be going through a bit of a series, and I want to break down our ABCD process methodology, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's something that we really look at. It provides a good framework of really what you need to be paying attention to whenever it comes to building your business. You need these four I guess, elements that you need to pay real close attention to. Now, obviously, there's a lot that goes into each one of these, which hopefully during this series, I'll be able to go through uh, some of those details. Obviously, those could even be broken down into their own individual podcast, and and you could get really, really granular whenever it comes to this. So I, I wanted to do it and outline just at least on a high level so you can start getting the thought process of the things to focus on whenever it comes to building your business, whenever it comes to really having a successful customer acquisition system and strategy in place. And everybody is going to see each one of these pieces of framework really work differently for their business. And it's not one size fits all by any stretch of imagination, but at the end of the day, these four uh, key points and factors are really what make up especially the customer acquisition side of stuff. And we, we'll get into a little bit of customer success and all of that. Uh, but this is really from a marketing customer success and sales standpoint that we're focusing, which is obviously what I believe is the core of a business. And the ABCD methodology that uh, I created several years ago and it's something that we still look at to really break things down. Where do you start at? How do you identify where the bottlenecks are? How do you know what you need to be correcting and when? And how do you work through that process? And I believe it starts with A and then you get and ends with D, obviously. And so kept it really simple. And A, which is what I'm going to be going into more detail today, is about attraction, attracting your ideal audience, attracting your ideal client or prospect so that you can be viewed as that go-to leader or your brand as that go-to leader. And so we want to make sure that we talk about how do you attract your ideal audience. Now, the next Part of the series is going to be B, which is obviously build. How do you build trust? How do you build credibility? How do you build authority? So you become that go-to leader and you know everybody who is following you and watching your content or just engaging with your brand are going to look at you as that go-to. They may not, it may not make sense for them to work with you, but they know that you know what you're doing and they know that they would love to work with you. It just may not make sense. And then C, which is convert. So you got to convert them once they go, once you attract them, once you get through the building of trust, a relationship, credibility, authority, all that fun stuff. Now it becomes how do we convert them into a paying customer, a paying client, a, a solid prospect or a qualified prospect, and so on and so forth. And then D is double up. We want to double up. We want to obviously build your database. We want to get more repeat purchases, or we want to get more reviews and testimonials and user-generated content to help build social proof and word of mouth, which is the biggest way to scale your business and your brand profitably is to obviously have such a good customer success strategy and a good product or service 
that word of mouth takes over and complements all the other stuff that you're doing, but it's going to be your mo most profitable method. And obviously word of mouth that goes into referrals and things of that nature. And that's what we mean by doubling up. You could even throw cross sales and upsells and all that fun stuff into that mix. But today I want to concentrate more on the attraction process. So what we are going to dive into is the, the crucial steps you need to take to attract your ideal audience and grow your business exponentially. So I want to get started with step one. First, you need to ID, identify your customer to attract your perfect audience. You need to first identify who they are and the demographics that you're really looking at trying to get in front of and who you like to work with the best as well. So that's going to be a big part of what we're going to talk about here. And so the first thing to really look at whenever it comes to identifying your ideal customer to attract your perfect audience, you first need to understand and know who they are by defining your ideal customer's demographics, needs, pain points, and desires. You want to create a detailed customer avatar to help you understand who you want to target. This can be done by thinking back on people that you've worked with in the past. Think about some of your best clients and customers that you've worked with that had a great experience and really dissect. When did they come to you? What parts of your uh, acquisition process did they decide to come with you, come and, and meet with you or inquire and really take serious the fact of working with you or buying your product. And you want to really understand what were they dealing with before? What kind of caught their attention to want to start following or to become engaged with my brand? And then what ultimately got them to, I guess, take the leap of faith and actually become a paying customer or a paying client. And once you do that, and maybe you can identify one at first, if you don't have a client yet, obviously try to get as clear as you can on what you envision and what they're dealing with right now. How do you go about talking to them or putting out content or getting their attention in order to help them uh, become engaged and aware that you exist? And then ultimately, once you get some clients coming in, then at that point, you can really even start honing in and start understanding your ideal clients that way, because most of the time, it's, it, it's most likely going to happen that ideal clients in the past that were going through certain things, you're probably going to find a lot of common denominators. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that are probably dealing with the same things that that ideal client was dealing with as well. So if you speak like you were speaking to that ideal client that you've had in the past, then you're going to attract more people that are having those same type issues, they're having those uh, those same type pain points that then are going to help you with your strategies and what you need to be doing in order to attract those. So, you know, create a detailed customer avatar to help you understand who you want to target. And I gave you a little bit of uh, an example of how you can go about doing that. Another example is let's say you're a fitness coach and this can be interchanged with a lot of different professions. Your ideal customer might be a busy professional who struggles to find time for workouts, but wants to stay healthy and active. So it could be that simple as well. So step two is you want to craft your UVP or your unique value proposition next. Identify what makes you different from your competitors. Your unique value proposition or UVP 
should communicate the unique benefits your customers will experience by choosing your products or service. Now, for an example here, and kind of sticking on the fitness coach um, profession, I guess, but once again, this can be interchanged into a lot. Your UVP could be personalized workout plans that require just 20 minutes a day designed specifically for busy professionals. So if we take that into context and we're talking about your unique value proposition, why it's important to figure out your ideal customer, your ideal client first is so that you can create unique value propositions that speak directly to those pain points and provides a solution directly to those pain points your ideal client is going to. So taking back the example of going to someone that you've worked in the past, that was ideal client out, they've got all the, they did all the right stuff. They, they, they've seen great results. You've enjoyed working with them, really understand where they came from, what they were dealing with, what spoke to them, what got them to commit, what got them to then pay at that point, and then creating a value proposition that speaks directly to them and their situation. So in this scenario, if it's a fitness coach and they're looking for someone who is, busy, they don't have time, but they still want to stay healthy and active. They've created a value proposition of, Hey, I am my main thing that I specialize in is workout plans that require just 20 minutes a day designed specifically for busy professionals. So they're speaking directly to that ideal client and that ideal avatar. Step three would be refine your messaging. Now you, you know your ideal customer and UVP. It's time to create messaging that resonates with them. So speak to their pain points and showcase how your products or services will solve their problems and help them achieve their goals. So you want to be able to speak directly to their pain points. And the more dialed in on this, you can get the better, which goes back to the original example that I, I talked about of understanding if somebody you've worked with in the past that you absolutely loved really dial in and go back and think about what was their pain points? What were they experiencing? And then really even taking that another step further and really dissecting, okay, if their pain points were X, Y, and Z, how, how can I even take those into the next deal? How are they affecting daily life? What kind of thoughts and stresses and frustrations were they having? And you really dissect each one of those pain points, even down to speak even more clearly to your ideal customer or your ideal client. And this is a way that they're, you're really going to separate yourself from everybody else because they're going to feel like you're talking directly to them almost. And it can almost seem like you're reading their mind to a certain extent. So you really want to understand that and dissect it and talk to their pain points. If we want to use another example, staying with the fitness coach, just to keep it consistent, could use messaging like transform your body in just 20 minutes a day, perfect for busy professionals who want to stay healthy without sacrificing their schedule. So you notice how in that example, you, it is talking directly to that pain point. It's talking to that person that that's what they would love to have. And it's almost like too good to be true of a statement. And that all comes back by laying these processes out in a way that it helps one another. So you want to build on these in the proper way and follow each step by step. So number four, step number four is you want to create irresistible offers that are designed to entice, um, that to attract your ideal audience. 
These can include, but aren't necessarily limited to, discounts, free trials, bonuses, or other incentives that make it hard for them to resist taking action. This is all about, you know, getting rid of the friction that causes someone not to maybe want to move forward. You know, anything, especially if they never utilize your service and a big misconception that I see a lot whenever it comes to marketing and advertising, regardless if it's online, social media, or if it's uh, brick, you know, the, the traditional methods, it doesn't matter if they haven't had that experience or they don't know anybody that has had that experience close to them that has literally told them about what to expect and they haven't been following it for a while. Even if they have been following your brand for a while, they aren't necessarily, it's going to be tougher. There's a lot of friction still there, even though that they've seen some stuff, they're warmed up because they know through content and following your brand that you're legit, but they may not clearly know that or exactly know that it is the perfect option for them. So if you have a great product, a great service, you know that you are the best whenever it comes to this and you are the right solution. All you need to really worry about is how do I get them in the door? Because you're going to make so much money and revenue and profit on the back end. The key, especially if you know you're better and you are the best, which I know if you're listening to this and watching this, you know that already. It's all about how can I get somebody in to experience it? And a lot of people, they, they struggle, or at least I know a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they struggle with discounts or free trials or bonuses because they think that they're losing money or they uh, are losing revenue and they're, they're giving something up in a way whenever in all actuality, you want the back end because that's where all your profitability, that's where all your scalability is going to come from. You just need more people experiencing it. So, you know, obviously I know the thought process of, I don't want to give away, they should pay, I'm worth this. Nobody's saying that you're not worth that. We all know you're worth it. The thing is, is that you have to understand where the customer or the client is coming from, and you're not the only one doing what you're doing out there. So they are hearing all this noise, especially with social media. I mean, you go to search for something, next thing you know, you're getting hit over the head with thousands of ads and messages, and the noise is just, you know, obviously it just leads to paralysis by analysis, and you don't know what to do. So making sure you have a good offer that lowers that barrier of friction and makes it easy for them at least to give an opportunity because once they just take that first step and they know and they are going to experience what it is that have that you have to offer whether that's a service or a product once they try it once they just have a little bit more time with you or your team and it have that experience they're going to want to continue buying more and you don't want to stop them before they ever start because you just didn't want to give up a little bit of money up front. So work that into your plan. It is critical and crucial. So make sure you've got those incentives in place or bonuses or trials. Just have a good offer that is almost a no-brainer. So sticking as an example, sticking with our fitness coach, once again, this can be interchanged with everything else. Fitness coach may offer a free seven-day trial with personalized workouts and a one-on-one -on -one coaching session to hook potential clients. So what is this doing? It's getting them in the door to experience what it is they have to offer. You 
your chances increase astronomically. And let's say you, okay, I want to go back for two seconds here, talking about the offer and all of that. Let's say you're able to charge somebody. First of all, uh, you give them some type of a, a deal to come check you out first time, 97 bucks to come check you out. That's a big discount. You're even kind of iffy on doing that. Well, you're probably still going to lose a lot of opportunity if had you done it for a free seven day trial or personalized workouts or one on one sessions, um, because you're going to get more people coming and taking advantage of the free sessions because there's not as much risk, there's not as much friction. Uh, even if you have the $97, okay, you get them in, they paid a little bit more money. Now you have to stick to whatever that, probably something that's not a bigger jump past that, right? So you're going to have to stick with something that you discount, they come in, they pay that, then you have to over deliver even more. And you're probably not gonna be able to offer much higher past that introductory offer, which for a lot of times in order to eliminate a lot of that friction, you're going to have to get really, really discounted on that. So you might as well say, look, I, I am so confident I can help you just come in and try it out for free. You know that during that seven day period and you have that process laid out to give them the best experience possible and they start working with you one-on-one. -on -one. Now, at the end of that seven days, you've built a relationship. They don't feel uncomfortable anymore. They want to continue going. They're bought in and now you can even charge a premium price as opposed to just starting off and kind of uh, putting your brand, I guess, in a box a little bit because you charged a little bit of amount. If you offer for free because you say, I'm so confident that I am the best fit, you can still establish yourself as a premium brand and charge premium pricing as well. So that's not always the case. I'm just saying something to think about as you're going through this and thinking about this the right way. Uh, whenever it comes to getting an offer out there, putting something out there that incentivizes them to act and just experience and know what the value of what it is you have to offer. So step number five, leverage the right channels to identify the marketing, uh, to identify the marketing channels where your ideal audience spends their time. These could include social media platforms, search engines, or content platforms like blogs or podcasts. Create a marketing strategy that reaches your audience where they are the most active. We all know social media, the phone is where people's attention mostly is. Um, obviously, we want to create content in these areas, even if it's starting off and you're, you're testing one or maybe you're testing several and you're just analyzing the data from organic posts that you have out there. So making sure, obviously, once you've identified your ideal client or customer, you've gone through the other steps. Now you get to step five and it's identifying uh, the right channel. So are they on Instagram? You know, are they on Facebook? And you can go in and Google and find out what the demographics are mostly in your area and most likely what's going to be best if you just want to concentrate on one, whether that's TikTok, whether that's, you know, obviously, depending upon what you do, if it's in the tech field, you may want to look into Reddit and some of those opportunities there, not just necessarily like a Facebook or an Instagram. So there's a lot of things. Um, I know Pinterest is a big one, especially like with food or, or the, the food and beverage industry or crafts or design. So you, you want to make sure that you're looking at the right platforms, but don't get stuck. I see one of the biggest mistakes 
is people just automatically want to go to LinkedIn for B2B. And I can tell you that your clients on B2B, because I've been utilizing Facebook and Instagram and all these platforms for B2B for six and a half going on seven years now. And uh, it's been the best at all of them, to be quite frank with you. But your clients are on these platforms. They're going on Facebook. They're going on Instagram. You've got to craft your message. But most of the time, don't just think B2B, LinkedIn, uh, and Facebook and Instagram aren't the right fit. I can promise you the same owners and executives are on these other platforms looking for entertainment or they're looking to escape that world. And a lot of them don't really get on LinkedIn too much and certainly not going to be in a spot to where they want to get prospected um, or try to get sold uh, on that platform as well. So just something to keep in mind, really think about where your clients are and the, the clients and customers. It may not, maybe at networking events, it may be at your local chamber. These are things that you need to identify and test out. I would, I would strongly recommend doing uh, several different activities, at least early on. I would go to closed networking groups. I would go to open networking groups, which is more like your chambers and your associations. I would be doing stuff on different platforms online, especially the ones that I felt were the most specific um, as far as social media and all that. I would even potentially look at search engines and looking at those opportunities. And then obviously maybe trying to partner up and, and figure out some joint venture opportunities as well. So people within your, your area that may compliment you and building upon that. So those are some areas that I would look at. Um, but let's just take for an example here, staying with the fitness coach, but for the busy professionals, our fitness coach is targeting LinkedIn and Instagram might be the most effective platforms for reaching and engaging them. I'm just going to say really quickly here, my bet would be on Instagram or TikTok or uh, actually those two platforms. Uh, LinkedIn, maybe I would try it. Everything's worth a test. And that's going to be the answer to everything. Test it, test it, test it, see which wor what works best. But in that example alone that I just provided, I would probably hedge my bets on Instagram and TikTok. So just something to keep in mind. Step six, which goes along with this, create compelling content. So you need to produce high quality, valuable content that speaks to your ideal audience's needs and desires. This content can come in the form of blog posts, videos, podcasts, or social media updates. So one thing, content is, is huge. Obviously, there's a lot of key factors that you probably uh, want to identify through these steps before, before you get to the content so you know what content, what messaging to actually create. Now, video is always in my opinion, going to be a lot faster and a lot stronger of content whenever it comes out there. However, it is tough for a lot of people to feel comfortable doing that, which I understand. You can do podcasts, you can do, and which are very effective, and video the podcast, and then you don't really have to think about it. You can just have an editor go up, edit the podcast, and now you got pieces of video content that you didn't even have to fully feel like you were making. But blog posts, just social media posts that you can put out there that speaks to your client. So let's just take, for example, your ideal client you that we went through in the very first thing, you've identified the pain points, this and the other. Now you want to put out a content strategy that provides value around their pain points. You want to help them uh, to overcome these pain points and show that you can help them in, even in a stronger way or your product can help them in a better way. So you really kind of walk them through, provide value, 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 and then it's 
hey, this is an opportunity for you to work with me, to work with my team, to buy my product at this price so that they are already built up. They are looking at you as that go-to authority brand. And there's no question at that point that they least want to opt in and check it out further because they've been following you and you've been speaking to their ideal pain points in your content, regardless of what form of content you have. I'm obviously very big with video um, and audio, obviously, but uh, at the same time, it, no, there's no one size fits all whenever it comes to this is whatever's going to be best for you and what you feel is best as well. So for an example, stay on the fitness coach. This can mean sharing workout tips, quick exercises for busy people and success stories of clients who transform their lives with the program. So that is a great thing that I just went through that example because one area that let's say you don't feel comfortable providing or getting uh, on video or creating content in general have others tell the story for you get them ask them to leave reviews ask them to post pictures and videos of them utilizing your product or your service user generated content is some is some of if not the strongest form so if you've got, got somebody that is singing your praises or your products paid uh uh praises uh, online and they're sharing that on their and their social media profiles or however they're going about doing it and they're tagging you into it, that is the strongest form. That's that is word of mouth uh, at scale. And so it's getting out to so many more people and you use your current customers and your current clients as micro influencers because everybody's an influencer in the world we live in today with social and the internet and everything like that so you can always leverage your customer stories and have them help promote your brand through their view and this is a great way let's say if you started off as a personal brand and you wanted to kind of get away from that leveraging your customers stories and having them sell the story for you through testimonials through videos through um user-generated content is a great way to move away from your personal brand into the business brand itself. So keep that in mind as well. There's opportunities for everything, uh, depending upon what you're comfortable with and what you want. You just got to find the right people and the right coaches or consultants to help you figure that out and then create the strategy around strengths or weaknesses or, or things you feel good about or don't feel good about around your business, your brand, your personal brand, things of that nature. Yeah, little plug, lynchpincoach.com. If you need something, we'll have a personal brand breakthrough call. If you schedule it, go there and schedule it, and we will obviously crush it. I can help you with all of that. But any, there's a lot of people out there that can too. May not be as good as me, but I'm biased. Anyway, so step number seven, engage and connect lastly. So you want to interact with your ideal audience and build relationships, engage with them on social media, respond to comments and answer questions. Show them you care and are genuinely interested in helping them achieve their goals. This is crucial. I didn't do this for a very long time. And quite honestly, just started not too long ago, I guess 12, 18 months, something along those lines. It is critical. Respond back, respond back to comments. Every time somebody leaves a comment, you know, obviously I tried to, to mirror if they use a lot of emojis, I'm going to use a lot of emojis. If they have a long message. I'm going to write a long message to just show that interaction and that engagement and that you're not above that. And, you know, that's where you can really get off, even if it's not you specifically, but having somebody on your team that is responding and interacting and just having human interaction is critical, especially as 
the tech world and AI and all this stuff is going to automations, man, I'll tell you, I love automations, but I work with some that the automations are way, way over the top. And it drives me insane. I don't know if I'm talking to them or a robot or what's going on. It's almost too much. So there is a thin line there. And I've learned that over time, but, um, just have human interactions. This is what is going to build your community, build relationship, build engagement, build trust. Uh, whenever you may not have the case studies quite yet, just engage, show you care, just genuinely try to help have good intentions and you will be good on social media and uh, building a really, really good audience. So the, an example here with the fitness coach, this can mean hosting live Q and a sessions, offering personalized advice, or simply replying to comments and messages from personal or potential clients. Sorry. So that basically there's another thing that that example pointed out that uh, I didn't talk about, which is going live, like just going live and sharing what, you know, give away your best stuff, especially if you're selling knowledge, give away. And that's going to allow people to get into your ecosystem. That's going to allow people to build a relationship with you. Look at you as that go-to authority. Realize you know what the hell you're talking about. And you just go live. Even if you don't have anybody to start off with, it's scary. Look, I've been there. Still am in some scenarios. I'll go live or whatever. And, you know, nobody shows up. And that's that's okay. That's part of it. But you've got to start. And then once you start, people will continue. It's consistency. People will start stopping it. People will start interacting and asking questions and things of that nature. So you just have to start. There's no shame in just starting and testing. Everybody's gone through it. Everybody has to start the same way. So just do it, stay consistent with it, and you're going to be good. You're going to build a relationship because nobody else is doing that really out there. So do it, do it. Zag whenever everybody else is zig or zig whenever everybody else is zag. I don't know what that's saying. It's one of those. So anyway, just think about ways to have human interactions by leveraging the technology that we have available to us today. It's not to uh, uh, substitute that interaction. That's where a lot of people get it wrong. Make sure you are creating human interaction, touch points and engagement using social media, using the Internet, using digital tools and automation, not to uh, substitute out for it. That is where a lot of mistakes are made. So uh, by that, those are seven steps to really focus on whenever it comes to the attraction part of your customer acquisition systems and strategies. So the first thing you have to do is you have to attract. You have to make people aware that you exist and what it is that you can actually help them with. So by following these seven steps, you'll be well on your way to attracting your ideal audience and taking your business to new heights. If you need anything, go to lynchpincoach.com, schedule a personal brand breakthrough call with me. I promise you it will be one of the most valuable calls you'll ever have, even if it's about your product or your business brand. I can assure you, I can help you, whether that's with content, whether that's with where you need to focus, or just dialing it all the way back and helping you identify where or who your ideal clients are, what focus you need to have, and then the messaging around that so you can attract the right people and the right opportunities. Thanks again for paying attention, or I guess listening is probably the better way to put that. And the next episode is going to be on build. How do you build trust? 
How do you build credibility? How do you build a relationship? How do you do that in the right way where people start to look at you as the go-to option in your marketplace and they don't think about anybody else? Thanks again.